It's time for the podcast yeah. you all love. Let's go. Watch your That's a take. (laughs) Oh, not again. But hey, I have another quarrel. Why the hell can't people smoke cigarettes inside anymore? It's bugging the shit out of me. And let's open a discussion about it. Why do you think that they originally took away the law? I don't know, because cigarettes aren't bad. Per se. Uh, in, yeah. Touche. Touche, exactly. So I don't why get why you can't on? smoke inside. I was just making sure that we were the all... The same reason that you can't carry big-ass water jugs like that is the same reason that you can smoke inside now. Why? Because you come up behind someone who you don't like and just whack them in the head, put a dent in their skull. Yeah, but cigarettes do that just slowly. You do this, you go... Ah! Mm-hmm. Ah! Mm-hmm. And then there's a big dent in the back of their head, and you could put soup in it and drink from it with a ladle. That's dark. I'm sorry. That's pretty dark. I don't think anyone's ever survived with a dent like that in their head. Although I do remember learning about a good old fellow by the name of Johnson P. Jones in psychology class, and he actually got a rod pierced through his uh, skull. And you remember what I'm talking about? I do actually. And, and Mr. Uh, Barman's claws. <laughs> and uh, he got a rod through his skull, but he he was able to survive. And many folks, the urban legend has it <laughs> that many folks said he was never the same after that rod went through his brain. No, oh, that's the man. origin story to Rodney Dangerfield, one mm-hmm. of the many best people stand up comedians. Many people love Rodney Dangerfield. It's great. Uh, he has many relations to the great skateboarder Rodney Mullen, and in fact. The great um, artist and Mitt Romney Rodney, as well, and Mitt Romney, the great artist, and Joe Biden, the great president uh, of 2012, vice president, and not only is he connected to the presidential candidate, but I heard that he has stocks in the new uh, in the new Popeyes company because Popeyes is actually doing really well right now in the stock market. A lot of people are investing after the new Popeyes chicken sandwich, which we discussed on last week's episode. If we need to further. Uh, elaborate on that you could go to last week's episode where we talked about will smith's involvement with the popeyes conspiracy and how the ceo of popeyes was related to his son jaden smith who was deep faked onto hitch with kevin james yep little birdie told you that huh all that little bird i wasn't there but i heard it through the grapevine as they say what's going on everybody this is the what's your angle podcast and i was just followed on instagram by porka shalu don't know who that is. I'm going to check them out really quick and write, rate them out of 10. If it's a man, I can't rate. Oh, no photos yet. No photos. Don't you love that, folks? So I don't trust that. No posts yet, but Poor stick around and there will be. Guys, if you'd like to see a What's Your Angle Instagram, maybe you could let us know in the comments because we don't have any form of social media that we've been doing all the promotion on our own pages, but I'm sure we could get something going if you really, if you really, really, really uh, want us to do that we can maybe get a facebook or instagram we facebook get, we could get 40 45 to 50 followers we could get we could get well, a steady 10 likes each photo absolutely all 11 of my subscribers of our subscribers please let us oh, know speaking of that we've been noticing a trend uh <laughs> in our 
YouTube following and the overall popularity of the podcast, we actually noticed an exponential decline in the views per each episode. Meaning, the first episode we had say about eighty 90. views, ninety, it's 90. 80. yeah. Next episode we had about sixty-five. Okay, so it's coming down a little. It's a just little, a little bit. but we were okay. Next episode could do well. However, third episode we had about thirty-five. Last episode we're we're, we're around twenty right now, twenty-five maybe thirty-five. So we're expecting so, that this episode we're going to project for about maybe thirteen views. We're hoping for we're hoping for ten, but we're projecting for thirteen. But on the contrary, this amount of subscribers is actually exponentially growing. So as our popularity declines, we get more subscriptions and more bell icons, which is amazing. And I don't know because you run the YouTube account, and we'll have to ask the editor too because he's the one with the videos. But do the are you able to see the subscribers? You know what's what's great about the new YouTube system is that when someone subscribes, they actually don't count as a view. So that's why you're seeing the exponential increase in subscribers, but the decrease in overall views because the more subscribers you get, it actually subtra subtracts 10 overall views from every video. So that's when we have 100, so we're gonna have about 100 subscribers, uh, hopefully within the next six months. And then the last, hopefully, amount of views will be it'll be in the negatives which negative. means that youtube owes us views so it's it's on this it, there's actually a view economy that's actually why you see so many viral videos with so many views because as you know people aren't subscribing to the viral yep. videos channels because it's just a one one hit wonder as they one used to pony. say one trick pony literally because i was watching a video of a pony the other day um me too yeah, because I was watching one with a small horse. Yep, that's like the chasing one. the guy. Yep, and, yep, and he said, and he video. said, and he said, uh, oh, he's chasing me, he's chasing me, and everyone in the comments, guys, I, I, YouTube is doing the same recommendations for the same type of people because I know I'm not, we're not the only who saw that video, <laughs> and 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 the fact of the matter is, um, I also got recommended after watching that video, I got recommended a donkey, a uh, small donkey video, a tiny, his name was Tiny Tim. And I actually really enjoyed that video. I sent it to my mom and I sent it to one of my good friends because it was a tiny donkey who uh, was raised on a farm and they thought that the donkey actually wasn't going to be able to live because its organs were so small. But luckily, a good owner by the name of Tiny Tina, who is her mother, uh, adopted this donkey and fed it well. And now it runs around the house, acts like a dog. It's the cutest, one of the cutest videos I've, I've ever seen. But um, you'd be out of your mind to subscribe to those channels, which is why YouTube's algorithm has set it up so that if you are a subscriber of a channel, your views will not count and you, your monetizations will not count. Your donations will not count. Nothing really counts. You get everything for free. However, if you're not a subscriber, um, you will be giving us views. So that's why we're encouraging everyone that we see to don't subscribe, don't even watch the videos because the YouTube algorithm takes care of it all. So you don't really need to have the app per se. You can just use, use your Safari, use your Google Chrome to look at the videos and you can perhaps get a third party app that allows you to play YouTube videos uh, on Safari while you're scrolling through other apps. And I say that not watching our videos is not only a plus will help grow our channel, but it's almost like when you read a book when you read a book, you there's no visuals. You have to imagine the visuals. So we're encouraging that same behavior to the approach of our podcast for our audience. We want them to not listen to the content that we put out because, again, that would give us negative views. And instead, we'd rather you imagine what we talk about for the day. And I've heard a little birdie told me that if you read the description on the video, um, we're going to actually do a full transcript of every episode in the description so that you can still get the essence But we're going mm -hmm. to need you to pause the video the minute that you load up the YouTube uh, URL And that's because that counts as a full view But if you immediately press pause, uh, but even before the ad we'll probably have a Squarespace commercial before it You'll be able to pause. We'll still get the uh, we'll still get no views Which is better than losing views and you'll be able to 
um, screen grab the description. So you're going to have about 18 screen grabs because you're going to have to scroll. But then you can read that and instead on your mor uh, morning commute, it's about 50 minutes for most of you to get to your job, you're going to be able to uh, read that on the subway next it's gonna time. It's going to fly by. And it's going to fly by and that's what we do for you. Ultimately, we, we, we wanted to figure out a way from the beginning how we could speed up your commute because we know a lot of you guys are walking, taking uh, the train, but especially driving. Now, this podcast is mainly for drivers because we didn't want to make it a listening thing. We obviously didn't want to make it um, something that you had to read, per se. So we actually have, have been working with Lincoln um, and Lincoln and Lincoln Mercury and the Ford, the whole Ford Enterprise and the whole General Motors Corvette Enterprise. We've been working to install small screens on the right to the right of the speedometer. Um, where the driver is sitting, a small screen that has been only able to play one uh, video, and that, in fact, has been the Watch Your Angle podcast video. And so what we had to do, it was a very simple process. We just created a playlist on YouTube, and we've been uploading each upload of our, our podcast to the playlist. And what it does is anyone who, who uh, owns and operates a Lincoln, a Mercury, or a Chevrolet Corvette owned by General Motors, anyone who has owned one since 1993 has had a screen installed in their speedometer and they've been able to actually watch and uh, listen to the podcast which is amazing and only while the keys are functioning but not only that but we have uh, set up something with um, uh, Matthew McConaughey who had a, a bright idea well why don't we only include the video while the driver is pressing the gas because we didn't want people viewing the video while the car was simply idling. turned on while it was idling because not only is that bad for the environment, but that would be a little bit of a, I don't know, kind of a, a lost cause for, for the viewer because they're not getting the full experience of what we wanted to implement. And don't worry for anyone who has a model that's um, over, you know, not 93, what's, what was so generous about General Motors and all of their respective dealers in, uh, re, in a regional setting, because uh, they deal with third-party dealers. The dealers wrote a contract in 93 that said if this mm -hmm. technology were to ever hear say be created, which they, they might not have been able to project it, but they said just on the off chance that these screens uh, pertain some sort of content, whether it's some great podcast, which happens to be ours or any other sort of content, um, pirated movies, they said that they, they will actually, they have a spare set of keys for every car that they do sell and along with a tracking device. So they mm -hmm. go to your house and they install this in your car free of charge so you actually don't have to send it in through the recall send your car into the dealership if you don't have the screen pre-made before 93 and if you want the upgraded lcd package it's going to be about 180 dollars extra but they remove a whole step for you yeah, because um, it's direct deposit that was set up in 90 in 85 anyone who would buy from the lincoln continental they would ask of course they would need your credit, so they would ask for your account and your routing number from your bank. What they were actually doing... Social security for good measure. What they were actually doing was setting up your direct deposit because they, they really, like like we said, and the reason we chose to work with Lincoln and, and also Cheez-It and McConaughey and Matthew is because they really think 10 steps ahead. So when you're onto an idea, they're already projecting what's the big picture. And they thought in, in about 1933 when the Porsche was being designed, they talked to John G.A. Porsche, who was working out of Germany at the time. Of course, Lincoln is an American company. And they contacted him and they said, uh, what is a way that we can kind of make it easier when we need to do the podcast projection, the speedometer thing? And he said, well, I, I, you know, John J. Porsche said, okay, I've been through this before. I did it for Nazi Germany. I did it for Poland. Let me show you what's up. And he, he told them that if you get the account and routing number, 
uh, legally to run credit, you can also set up a direct deposit in the year 2019. So here we are now, and you're wondering, well, how can I get this feature? How was it installed? Don't even worry about it. Go check your bank account if you haven't already today. You've gotten a $150 fee withdrawn, and that's going to be an annual fee. It's going to be a one-time annual fee um, every month. So we're kind of really happy with, with what's going on. And, and not only that, but the tracking device is something that we are really actually proud of because we we kind of worked with Matthew and the whole team to to set up this device, and we're, we're just really we're we're so honored. I mean, and, and let me be honest with you guys. It's been a couple. It was it took a couple of years to to get all the handshakes handed. It took a lot of years. A lot to get of paperwork. The dotted light. <laughs> the dotted line signed. But luckily, I would say the most important part is the fact that you could be in dream world. You could be sleeping, and you're gonna wake up. And although the guy who came to install the TV at late at night, it's about two a.m. Mm-hmm. Luckily, I mean, un- unfortunately for you, he did leave the car unlocked because they pay they pay the minimum wage. But it doesn't matter because he still did an excellent job. That's what he got trained to do. And although your car door is open at 2 a.m., and that's just how it happens because they have the spare key, of course, you're going to be able to enjoy our podcast on the commute to work. And that was my biggest crux. That was my biggest issue that I wanted to get resolved mm-hmm. with the too many podcasts Ford out there. company with Matthew McConaughey. There, there are too many podcasts out there who are so worried about censorship and viewership and commercial and you know you know big enterprises, Popeyes and Joker movies and things like that that are not functioning to their full potential and we saw the opportunity to help the commuters um, with basically everything that they do in their daily life. So not only will you be able to drive to work safely listening and watching our podcast, but you can really trust that you're in good hands because you know, you'll be getting the direct deposits out, you'll be getting the visits from the uh, dealership uh, worker who is coming for a kind of a weekly checkup on the car, making sure the screen is good. You'll never see him. It is a real uh, man and he is visiting approximately from the hours of 2 to 4 a.m. every uh, Wednesday and Thursday night. Um, the You may be asking, why does he come consecutively Wednesday, Thursday? Why not <laughs> something spread throughout the week, the week, like a Monday, Friday? But uh, that, you I know, was wondering that. <laughs> this is something that Matthew insisted upon when we, when we told him the process. And he said there needs to be routine checkups and they need to be consecutive in order to maintain quality. Whew, I'm feeling great now that we got that out of the way because I needed to get because, that off my chest. Yeah, because yeah, I've we've been balling that up for some time now. And but a lot of people are asking questions about that. Why are the, why is this screen in my car? We had to answer. <laughs> Talking about Pablo Picasso and the kind of the artist's will to appeal to the audience and uh, the the what what sparked my uh, interest in this was when you said the low bird's eye view. I remember in art class in very young age, I was taught about different perspectives on. Uh, drawing you can have a bird's eye view you can have a standard eye view and then of course you're getting the low bird um, now the low bird is something that Picasso implemented in a lot of his works from 2001 all the way to 2002 keep going and um, the uh, the low bird was something that was extremely impressive because not only was oh, the artwork more, huh? getting a, a different perspective you want more, huh? but uh, Picasso was doing something that would actually uh, inspire Stravinsky to, to his to his later work, bitch. including the Rite of Spring and the Firebird. Please stop. Oh, you're gonna be like that, huh? You're gonna be like that. Shut up. You speed up. You speed up when I hit the wall.
night rappers are having their fun. Back to fucking Picasso and his big cock. What were you saying? Guys, we are having a grand old time today. Let me tell you, this deal has got us all worked up. We just got $1,000 deposited in our bank account. Compared to $500,000. Which was last... Bit of a... We, we, last episode, Cheese It actually made a, a grand old mistake, which we are kind of still uh, in the works with, with the lawyers and everything. But they uh, told us they were going to give us a lump sum of money for last episode, which is why it was so funny. Um, but we were mistaken. We thought that it was a $500,000 uh, $500, deposit, and they actually told us they were going to give us $500. Um, but, of course, at the time of the podcast, we we didn't know this was $500 because we were reading the period as a comma. And uh, that's why we were so happy. That's why things were so funny because we were in a great mood. Of course, now we are having some issues with Cheez-It. Uh, well, not actually Cheez-It. The Cheez-It Enterprise never d did us any wrong. It's actually uh, the extra toasty branch that is particularly um, causing some issues with our with our problems. However, today we did get a $1,000 deposit uh, in the What's Your Angle fund of course that's divided by two so we did get five hundred dollars each which i don't know jake well maybe we could talk about i mean if you're comfortable disclosing the information we could kind of talk about what we're each going to spend our five hundred dollars on because i know me and you haven't had that much money in our bank account since i i don't know you know how long since our last trip to denny's yeah uh but let's talk about kind of what you would yeah. do if you and also we can open this up for the viewers too i don't know if we can take live calls at this time but kind of let's let's kind of see pretend as if you we can well how are you going to spend your $500 now that Cheese at Extra Toasty Enterprises has refunded us for our investment? Uh, the first thing I think I'm going to spend my $500 on is getting new walls. Uh, then after that, if I still have $500 left over, mm -hmm. I'm probably going to spend that. You know, I've been really thinking about what would be the best investment for me at this time. I really think that I would spend my money on stockpiling deodorant. Mm. And you say, why would you do that? Here's the thing, deodorant, um, you'd, I mean, anyone in their right mind would say, Jake, why are you going to do that? For the record, I buy Mitchum's 48-hour protection um, with no additional scents added. I buy that because it's, it really gets the job done, especially in the summer months. And, you know, I don't know why I'm about to cry because um, I, I don't know. And my voice took a different turn. You didn't, you didn't put the deodorant on your eyeballs. <laughs> I didn't put them on my eyeballs, that's for sure. Um, so the reason that I want to get a stockpile of deodorant is because... One thing that you might know is that if you go to Walgreens or Rite Aid uh, and you say, okay, I'll go to the deodorant aisle and they have a whole aisle filled with different deodorants. I'm giving a lot of exposition. Um, you can only buy two at a time at most and they mm -hmm. come in a plastic, uh, wasteful kind of container. And you take those home and you use those. It last about two to four months. Now, little birdie told me that I was checking out the Dow Jones and the price of deodorant, believe it or not, is skyrocketing and plummeting at the same time. And it's doing one of those old kahuna waves. That's what we call in the stock uh, market kahuna waves. So the price of deodorant is very volatile. It's very unpredictable. So I say buy now, save later. And so right now I bought $500 worth of deodorant and I'm proud to. I haven't done it yet. I'm going to do that soon on Mitchum's website. Um, <laughs> it's going to be a good investment. I'm doing that so that I'm beating, I'm beating the stock prices. Beating, I'm beating Mr. Jones. Dow B is first name. What for, are you going to spend your five hundred on? Could you explain? <laughs> could you explain for the viewers who Dow Jones actually is? Dow Jones, uh, brother of Elvin Jones, was the first one to say, "There's a lot of money to be made." Um, 
in the economy. So he <laughs> created so he created this whole ghost system. It's called a point-based ghost system that reflects the economy. So any new company that wants to participate in the ghost system, the Dow Jones created it because there was no computers at the time. He had to get a piece of paper and he said, you new company? Fantastic. I'm going to need $100 from you. That's going to be the registration fee. And I'm going to mark your company down on this piece of paper. And every time, every year that goes by, you get one single point. And he said, what's the point of this? I'm giving you $100 and I only get... I, Elvin said that? No, Dow, Dow did. But Elvin said, this is this idea will never work. And Dow said, I'll prove you wrong, you fucking you drummer. And so he ended up uh, saying, I'm going to try, try this out because I took economics at community college. And so he got all these names down to these companies, and every year they, they gain points. So if a company's been around for 100 years, like McDonald's, they get 100 points. And therefore, that's why when you look at the Dow Jones on your phone app, that's why they're always at the top. McDonald's is top. Under mm. that is GM, General Motors, with Matthew McConaughey as the at CFO. And, um, and what's, what's another popular company? Facebook. Apple. Facebook's been around for about 80 years. And because of that, you know, uh, Mark Zuckerberg was able to start the company 80 years prior because um, he said one day when computers are created we'll have a system to keep track of their points mm-hmm. and uh, Elvin Jones said by God I never should have doubted my my brother because now I'm I'm mm-hmm. poor mm-hmm. and my brother's rich mm-hmm. and you know I, I chose the creative path I chose to do something creative with my life and I've regretted it ever since and you can actually see a great TED talk with uh, Dwayne Reed who is one of Dow Jones's cousins who, who gives some more insight into this because he was a close, obviously a close friend of Dow's and he was kind of uh, helping him with the whole operation in the in the 70s and 80s, helping him set up the, the market, the stock market as we call it. Um, and Dwayne Reed was a big part of that. Uh, not a lot of people give him credit, but um, you know him and John P. Uh, Rite Aid were some of the first people that I can remember who... who what was who, that name, Dutch? Who... who Oh uh, no! Well, Dwayne Reed is from uh, Atlanta, and uh, oh, Mr. Right Aid. Uh, Mr. Right Aid is from Mexico City. He was born in Mexico City. Uh, he lived in Oaxaca for most of his life, but he he really had a plan to open up um, uh, these stores. That he well, he was actually creator of, of this thing called a convenience store, as we know it now. Um, a store that had general things, you know, from Mitchum's deodorant to soda pop to you know, uh, health, health care needs and facial care needs. Yep. But um, the, the bottom line is for people who don't know, Dow, Dow and Dwayne were, were really good essential parts of the McDonald's stock, stock market. And people like me and Matthew and, and Jake wouldn't really be in the business that we are if it wasn't for that. Now, getting back to the original question of the $500, um, Jake had a very smart idea of doing the deodorant investment. And that's great. Uh, I, I applaud him for that. Me, I would do something a little different. Um, of course, I I uh, am aware of something that Jake isn't, which is the amount of money um, that you have one year is worth more that year than it will ever be worth. Well, what I mean by this is in the year 1975, $500 may be equivalent to today's money as $1,500. Of course, this is an example. Uh, maybe it's more, maybe it's less. But what I do know is that today's money, today, right now, if I had $500 in my hand, uh, I this money would be worth the most only at this instant. In fact, it starts devaluing the next day. Of course, a very minuscule amount, but the human dollar does devalue uh, over time. And that's why I'm trying to actually implement the system where it's called the one chip system. 
and um, a lot of people have thought about this, but I was kind of the for I was at the forefront of this in the in the 70s with uh, people like Joel Olstein, and this was when Kanye West was still very young, but he was still a part of it. Uh, it's called the one chip system, and it actually is replacing all human money, all paper money, with a chip that is inserted into inside to one of your green veins. Um, a lot of people ask, why are the veins green? Well, that's a good question. I'll tell you right now. The blood inside you is a, a green or, or, or aquamarine blue color. Now, of course, when you cut yourself, you see blood leak out of you red. A lot of people wonder, why is it green in my veins and red when it comes out? Well, it's actually not the case. The oxygen is introduced to the blood, which is initially uh, aquamarine green, and the oxygen turns the blood red as soon as it comes out. Um, this is a theory that was invented by... As I, I mentioned, you said that you you came up with it, correct? Or you, know, you came up with the chip system? No, no, the one I the, the, the one chip system. I I realized this theory, which was so troubling about the chip system, is that every time we would cut into a human skin, uh, uh, this substance, this viscous substance called, as we know it now, it's called blood, would escape from you. And remember, guys, this was 1985, so we were still just getting started. Facebook was just getting started, and we hadn't we hadn't had the technology to research medicine yet, especially Eastern medicine. So we were dealing with something called blood, so we had to figure out how can we get this one-chip system in you if the blood is going to leak out. We came up with a way. Uh, we came up with a gun, actually, that um, was implemented, and it had a little diamond in the center. And we started uh, introducing this thing called ear piercing. That was kind of the, the, the facade of what it was. Slowly by slowly, little by little, um, mothers and fathers started taking their babies to these kiosks in the mall or stores and they started getting their ears pierced. Now, you might know ear piercing as a common uh, ornament of your ear. It may be a diamond, might be a stud, might be a hoop. We actually were using this for years because we figured out that the earlobe um, was the only organ, on, uh, 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 only part of your organ, which is the skin, that did not bleed upon direct contact. So we figured out a way to basically get a lot of babies chipped. So anyone, anyone, especially uh, because because it's very common for females and women uh, to get to get ears pierced at a young age. Uh, mostly, the chip system is implemented with women and females. Um, this is why men uh, are so kind of different to the female approach, is because they they have had have the the one chip system the whole time. Um, you may be with a friend of yours who is a girl and. You go to pay for something, and all she has to do is scan her her vein over the system. You wonder how does she pay for that? Well, let's just say if she was born before 1935, which is when Dwayne Reed was born, um, that she had the chip implemented. And uh, this is actually a big part of Mitchum's whole slogan. Now it's kind of uh, the deodorant it has a steel in it, and the steel is insulating the chip. Um. Okay, so Gail was right in that I didn't know about any of that. So, first of all, thank you. And that's yeah. Well, and that, and so, so I don't. I so what I don't quite understand is how you'll um, use that five hundred dollars. <coughs> but but I'm glad that you told me all that. Mm -hmm. And more importantly, if I wanted to spend my five hundred dollars with the new chip system, and the chip is installed in the earlobe, um, I assume let's say I'm we're, let's say we're uh, partaking in con uh, commerce, so to speak, and let's say you're the cashier. Mm -hmm. So let's, let's just kind of run through the scenario. I'm about to buy all my deodorant at the cash register at Rite Aid, Dwayne Reed. And you are going to be the, receiving my shipment. I have a couple boxes that I got from the back. I just helped myself because because one of the you know new workers said, what are you doing back here, your customer? Why are you in the back area? I said, don't worry, sir, nothing to be alarmed. 
I'm just grabbing $500 worth of Mitchum's deodorant and I'm paying in full at the front desk. And he said, okay, I'll go back to stocking these boxes. You're a smart man and I know exactly why you're buying those. But that's nonetheless, it was his first day. Leave the kid alone. I'm at the front desk. Mm-hmm. You're, the, you're the guy and let's kind of simulate how this is going to work. I have the chip system that Caleb uh, was talking about. So let's let's do this right now. And who am I in this scenario? You're the cashier. Okay, great. I have $500 worth of Mitchum's deodorant right here, 40-hour protection, and I'd like to pay that in full. Great. Uh, I'll just take one of the deodorants, or else I'd have to scan the whole thing. I would take the deodorant at this time if I was the cashier. I would uh, enter in the system. I would scan one. I would go to the quantity. Uh, you're going to want to go to the top right. There's a little plus sign. You're going to quantity. And then once you press that, it'll bring you to a screen that uh, has a highlighted uh, quantity amount. Now, you're gonna, it's going to say zero. You're going to press backspace on the keyboard. And if he's buying $500 worth of deodorant, each deodorant is $1, as we know in US commerce. So I'm going to enter in five zero zero because that's the amount, that's the quantity amount of the deodorant that I'm going to be charging him for. So I enter five zero zero. Okay. I enter check, and now I don't have to scan each deodorant. Instead, I say, I have the chip system, and then you go, yeah. Oh, I go, thank what goodness. A relief, or, else I'd have to, or else I'd have to charge you individually for, five, for mm-hmm. 500. We have to do this about 500 times. Mm-hmm. Luckily, that's not the case. So I take the chip that's in my ear and use this as the keypad. So this is what I have to chi- uh, scan in. So mm-hmm. have your arm out. I would just go like, no, like Right in front of me mm-hmm. and say, please. I would go scan. as if he was going to give me a yeah. dollar bill, but I would all, I would have the gun scanner in my yep. hand. And what I do is I do this. It's a simple lean, and I would go. And what I what I did is I retracted the chip from his ear, and then all that I have to do with the chip now, since he scanned, is I put it in an envelope, I seal it off to Dwayne Reed, who lives in Sonoma, California. I send the chip to him. He processes it. He deducts the five hundred from his account. And then we are simply going to mail that chip back to the Rite Aid that he purchased the deodorant at. Um, and then it needs to run by Mitchum for a background check for that much purchase because anytime someone buys more than 20 Mitchum cases, there is a background check ran just in case there was any criminal activity going on. Yep. Then the chip will simply be mailed back to his nearest Claire's, which if you're not familiar with Claire's is a, a piercing uh, kind of a store for young teens. He'll just be able to drive to the nearest Claire's, which in this case, uh, where we're living, it's 3.5 miles. And then he will simply get the chip re-shot uh, re, um, into his ear with the chip scanning gun that we patented in 9055. And unfortunately for me, as the consumer, I won't be able to make any purchases until I receive that. And that process takes about one and a half weeks. I'd say about maybe 10 days if you're lucky, if, it, if, it's, a good, if it's a good week right before the holidays. So although, unfortunately, I can't make any purchases, I know that my data is being secure through the Mitchum's process. So I can take full comfort in knowing that my data won't be hacked. I'll be able to smell great for a whole 10 days and maybe even 10 months after that. Mm-hmm. And I'll know that although I can't make any purchases, um, I might, you know, I, I, I'll, I'll still... I'll still be in good, in good yeah. spirits. And it's a lot simpler. I mean, it is a lot simpler. So thank you, Cheez-Its, for not only uh, for selling us short about three zeros, but at the same time, how can we blame you? Because now we have a genius idea because of him patented that you can't steal from us, mm-hmm. that you stole those three zeros from us. And we just want to say 
uh, Cheese It Enterprise, we have no issue with you. You guys have been great throughout the whole process. And we've been sampling the new flavors. We got the Tabasco flavor. We got the Parmesan flavor. You know, these have been great. We really want to specify we've only had issues with Cheese It Extra Toasted uh, flavor. It is our favorite flavor, but in fact, it is our least favorite enterprise of the Cheese It world at this time. We are fed up with the bullshit of uh, the, 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 the you know, slurs going around. People saying that we are clickbaiting and we are uh, you know, yeah. falsely advertising. We are fed up with that bullshit um, because we do so much to have a, a genuine podcast through and through where we are, we are simply directing information that is in our heads out into the microphone. And if you don't like it, go back to episode one because we implemented the no... Uh, the no research policy from the get-go we don't anything we have to say does not have to be research does not have to be true and we implemented that from the get-go and we had each and every one of you sign the waiver and you knew what it was because when you subscribed you were sent something in the mail by con edison and they uh, they showed you the benefits uh, and they showed you what you were going to be experiencing so don't come at us with this clickbait you're not telling us the right because you knew from the beginning once you signed that form we have 500 signatures and we have 500 dollars from each of you Yep. Um, that we set up with the account and the routing number from the Lincoln we, company. They remember it all. Anyone who's been watching has seen every episode. They know what's going on. Get They've it through your skull. History. Get it through your skull. Here's okay? the thing. Get it through your skull, okay? Because we set it up and we do the groundwork for you so you don't have to do it yourself, okay? I'm sick and tired of it. I'm sick and tired of it. I am sick and tired of it, all right? We set it up. We did the groundwork for you. I am sick and tired of it. Here's the thing. If you're a viewer and you don't say we're clickbait and we don't do this and that, first of all, thank you. Second of all, we're going to put your mind to the test. Mm -hmm. This episode, we're going to run a little pop quiz based on the overall culture and lore and stories and fairy tales of this podcast. I'm going to create a set of questions, and I'm going to want you to answer them in the comments below to see if you guys are as smart as I think my viewers would be mm. on the What's Your Angle podcast. Mm. So check this angle out. Question one. In episode two, what happened at time mark 732? Um, because I know what happened, and it had a little something to do with the angle, the name of the show. Tell me what happened, what exactly transpired and what happened to my camcorder uh, tripod. Mm -hmm. So that's question one. And if you can't answer that. Then you should move on yeah, to question yeah. two. Yeah. And you should move on. I'm just so, I'm, I'm so, I don't know. A lot of people have a good fan base and we have been doing this for two, a two, long time. Two, almost, feels like too long. And we're just not getting. This is the fifth episode? Fifth episode. Way too long, man. I feel like, I feel like we're just not getting it through to their dumb skulls. And we're not getting the respect that we deserve. Because we told them about the policy, we 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 we've been putting in the hours, we've been filming, we we've been coming up with content, we've been town. sending it to the editor. We had to go. All He's been doing a great job with editing all the way uptown, and research this policy and see is there any way that we can get away with spewing out whatever we want and having to having no consequence and not having to cite any of our information. And we finally talked to Joaquin Phoenix. And we had lunch with him near the stair, uh, set, this the set of stairs in the Bronx. Yeah. And this was much before Joker. This was much before her. You know, this was when he was just a young kid, a humble guy coming out of the forest. And we had lunch with him. And we said, Joaquin, 
is there any way that we can do a podcast in about 20 to 30 years and not have to cite you know our information and he starts laughing he is in hysterics <laughs> he starts he starts quiet he goes he starts with yeah and he gets bigger and bigger and bigger <laughs> and, and, we, and we go and we're starting to smile because we know yeah, when Joaquin like gets this. like this yeah. We know when Joaquin gets like this because he he had spent many months in the forest and he was extremely delusional at that he's, time. He was dehydrated, delusional. I but thought we lost him. Once once we did get him in the hospital, me and Jake it dawned upon us. Wait a minute. Freedom of speech. This country is based off one thing and one thing only, and that's freedom of speech and guns and guns. And we realized that both of those things would be extreme assets uh, in our life down the line. And luckily, we showed up to the hospital with two big guns, AR-15s. And we sat by his side and made sure that he felt protected from the nurses because he was still delusional. He said, ah, those women, the bears, they're going to eat me. And we mm-hmm. said, shh, shh, we'll take care of the nurses with our AR-15s. It's not a big deal. We're going to protect you at all costs. Mm-hmm. And, and, and a lot of the footage made. A lot of the footage in the Joker movie uh, it was actually uh, just kind of B-roll of stuff that we took of Joaquin while he was in the... The hospital at that time, general hospital, and they, it wasn't an insane hospital. No, it was but just we, a hospital. Before I mean, of shocked, course, of course, in post. of course, yeah, of course. The editor and, and director Tom Rainey. Well, I didn't, I didn't edit. Changed. It. No, well, I don't edit. No, he doesn't edit. Uh, he has no clue how to edit this guy. <laughs> I had to do everything for this podcast, and that is a different story. Um, but Tom Rainey, the director, was in so so inspired by the footage that he came up with this character by the name of Joker. Uh, the original name was the Joke Man. And we said, you got to shorten that. And it works well with his name. We were like, oh, Joaquin Phoenix is the perfect person because how you spell it, it's mm-hmm. Joe Queen, mm-hmm. Joking Phoenix. Phoenix. That kind of rang the bell. And we got the idea. And the, the, the Harlem Stairs scene was inspiration because the first time we met Joaquin was at the Harlem Stairs while we were eating. And this was around the time when the Harlem Shake was popular. So mm-hmm. it actually all came full circle. It all worked full circle. Because not only were the stairs in Harlem, but they were also in the Bronx. So everything made sense, and, and the Harlem Shake was a big wonder. Uh, that was created by producer Kevin James, who just was coming out with his stand-up special, Don't Sweat the Small Stuff, um, which was a great act. Well, back, back to back to walking yeah. in the hospital in the two AR-15s. We, we knew from the beginning that we wanted two things out of this life. We wanted, A, not have to quote what we say, not have to cite what we say. We went through all of our lives, elementary school, Lights. middle school, high school, college, and we got away with not doing never any bibliographies, lice. never had any life, never had any lice. And that was how we wanted to keep it in our adult lives because we knew that bibliographies were extremely time consuming. And luckily, Joaquin, um, after he started to get into this fame and this kind of fucked up mindset, uh, that got really sour. Uh, we don't want anything to do with that guy anymore. But he did give us the initial idea to kind of make the Joker character and bring it to life with Tom Rainey. So I'm glad for that, and I'm glad that he is such a detached person. He doesn't even remember any any of that that happened with Harlem and the Harlem Stairs and the, in the... I'm sorry, with the Harlem Shake in the Bronx at that time. Um, but that's another story for another day. We have a lot of stories because a lot of people don't know our history in show business. Um, well, I guess we could tell a quick one about Gabriel Iglesias. Yeah? This is a good one. You could start this one. Uh, I can't... I- yeah, it's well, been a long time. I yeah, I haven't heard this story. I, I hope it. I got everything right. Um, he'll, he'll, I'm sure he'll I'll remember I'll be able things. to correct you. Yeah. Long story short, the time of around 2004, or was it 2004 or 2005, Kevin James was coming out with a special Don't Sweat the Small Stuff. 
Uh, it was a special set in, I want to say it was in New York, but you know, honestly, that time was such a blur for me. It might have been Chicago, might have been Boston. It was right after he filmed uh, Grown Ups 0.5. With well, Adam well, Sandler. It was the prequel to. It was Grown the Ups prequel Full. to Grown Ups, Full. and it never got. It never got. Um, never got published. Sh- never got published. But it was an independent. It premiered at small theaters. An independent short film, kind of an indie film, something that was very artistic, yeah. uh, which is funny because the modern Grown Ups is totally different than that. Um, but anyway, Dan Schneider. With with Dan Schneider, it totally kind of changed the cast and threw everything for a loop. Um, uh, so anyway, th- that time Kevin James was coming out with this special. Now, of course, in the in the community of obese comedians. Uh, word got around to Gabriel Iglesias, the COC, who is the COC of the obese community, uh, comedian, oh, comedi- the oh, obese comedian obese. society. Yeah. Now OCS, he, the OCS. Now he was doing like amazing things for the community, but he heard about this Kevin James special called "Don't Sweat the Small Stuff," and he said, "Listen." He called Kevin, and he said, uh, "How can we get in touch with with Caleb's and Jake's CEO?" And Kevin said, "Well, what do you mean? I have I haven't seen him in a while, but I know they're hanging around with Joaquin these days." And Gabriel said, I, I need to get in touch with their CEO because I, I was hoping that they could join the Obese Comedian Society uh, as kind of honorary members, honorary graduates. Of course, me and Jake at the time were just getting into the uh, obese uh, bracket, if you will. I was going on 265, 270. Jake was crawling up there. He was on a, he was 320 at the time, but going going something between, around there something between 315 and 350 Maybe not that uh, but we were getting we were getting big luckily and so uh kevin kevin's people got a hold of our people and we were able to set up a lunch with gabriel now and it was a, it th- was a good lunch too. <laughs> this is where it comes in because everybody knows gabriel everybody knows he that, oh, has an appetite like no other i mean come on that guy is a fucking fat piece of shit and i'll just be honest we stayed for lunch and dinner because yeah. who are we lying? The thing about Gabriel is he does this thing. Oh, my God. He does this thing. Rest he invites you for time. lunch. And you end up chatting there so much, getting so many, you know, coffees in you. You kind of just reset. And all of a sudden, you look at your clock. It rolls around. It's 730. You've been chatting there for five, six hours. And you notice there's nobody in the restaurant. There's nobody in the restaurant. Goes, but but it's time for dinner. And he goes, guys, rented the whole place out for the day. And that's the whole why place out. Cause me, no, the whole time I remember me, me and Jake were so perplexed the whole time no one was walking in it was just us it was just Gabriel yeah, a bunch of smiling waitresses the waitresses and his two security guards and his manager who was armed who was armed and that was it and, and, and we were going that's weird no one's going to this diner yeah. uh, but they wouldn't have been able to anyway because the amount of food that we ordered with Gabriel was uh, an obscene amount it was, it was completely uncalled for uh, and we ate every last drop of gravy and luckily, Kevin, so, Kevin James rolled in about halfway yeah. through. So halfway through, Kevin James rolls in. He knew we were having lunch. It was a spot called uh, Dexter's uh, on uh, Lexington. On Gordon Street. Yeah, it was, it was Gordon, Gordon Lexington. And um, and we were he rolled in right about the time that we were getting to the sausage and gravy. Now, this was when Gabriel finally started to, to loosen up a little bit because we had gotten a few uh, fruit punches in him. And if you don't know, Gabriel is a, is really a big guy for fruit drinks, sugary drinks like fruit punch. So I know he's a big guy, but I didn't know he's <coughs> fruit punch until I yeah. found out. So that way. that lunch, we were kind of giving, calling the waiter over, get him another fruit punch. His mouth was punch. stained, you know, when you drink too much fruit uh-huh. punch. And it's yeah, just it all red, on his red lips. All on his lips, and he was clean so shaven at the Kevin, time, so Kevin, it was noticeable. Kevin walks around around the time we got our sausage and biscuits and gravy, and now Kevin has this thing for peanut butter that not many know about. Um, he did a small allude to this in, in Paul Paul Blart Mall Cop where he put peanut butter on top of the pie, if many of you remember. But he has this thing in real life for peanut butter. He puts it on everything. Oh, my 
God. So we're going around. We're rolling. We're rolling with our sausage and gravy, our biscuits, a little bit of cracked pepper, and uh, he rolls through the diner. He he goes first thing he does. He goes to the waitress and he says, "Peanut butter, now." And we're going, Kevin. Now a lot of people know that Kevin has a bad attitude when it temper. comes to. He has a temper, boy. Oh, boy. And it's and, and when you when you come in between him and, and his, his butter food, and his peanut butter. Wee. You thought he was angry before in Paul Bart's Mokop. You should see him in, in real, real life. So the waitress says, okay, sugar, okay, sugar. Dismissive as a motherfucker. I mean as a bitch. And he goes, hey, cunt, you're getting paid by the minute. And this and Gabriel Iglesias, is, is, he's silent in all this. He's a bit of a, he's a, bit of a submissive man. He's a nice guy. He doesn't, want to get, he doesn't want to get in the way of this. He knows Kevin's right. So, of course, a couple minutes go by. Minutes turn to, you know, half hours turns into an hour. And Kevin is chomping away, chomping away. But we all know that peanut butter never never arrived. The, the waitress forgot. Me and Caleb were sweating. I was, well, one, because I was I was quite obese, about 315. I was sweating, but not because of my like, weight. It was because no. I, was, I was truly scared. I so was scared was for all of us because I know that if Kevin doesn't get what he wants, we all go down. We're a ship, and he's he's the big bowie. He's the steer, mm-hmm. and we're all we're all on top of him. And, and Captain, if he sinks, Captain, we sink. Captain goes down with a ship too. Absolutely. Not, not many Gabriel Iglesias being the captain in this specific mm-hmm. captain mm-hmm. in this specific mm-hmm. story, and he knows this. Now listen, we're in a text. We're in a group text. Now listen, it comes around. <clears throat> comes around nine thirty ten. Uh, diner was shutting down. We get the bill. Came through. Uh, I think the bill was something around $12,000. $12, Gabriel's people took care of it. It was very generous. Now, we get the bill, and Kevin you know, is looking through it. He puts on his glasses. He has a very small, if you can imagine uh, Mrs. Claus uh, wearing her glasses on a, on a brisk Christmas Eve night. <laughs> That's exactly what I thought when I mm-hmm. first saw him. He has a very small pa- uh, pair of those glasses that he puts on for close vision. And they, they come together magnetically. They're tiny. They're tiny little things. They look amazing on him. Uh, and he looks at the bill and he sees, scroll, 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 scroll. He sees they added the peanut butter on the bill. And Gabriel just. I get scared just thinking of what happened next. Gabriel takes a big sip of his chocolate milk. And, uh, After the fruit punch, of course, four of glasses to be exact. And he, he just kind of sips away. And at this point, uh, his manager is outside with the AR. And at this point, she's loading it up with a with a with an extended magazine because she knows what's about to happen. Uh, she knows she got word of it through the cooks that Kevin was uh, billed for the peanut butter that he did not order. And all the cooks left through the back exit. They, they were able to get out safely. Now, for the waitress, the unfortunately, is not the same. Not so the same lucky. thing. Not so lucky. Um, I have never seen a man. I'll, I'll keep it brief because I don't want to 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 it's scare funny. any of the young viewers away. But I have never seen a human. Uh, split into two halves until that afternoon at the diner, and um, uh, you know I, I I I I've seen a lot of horror movies. I've seen I've seen I've heard a lot of horror stories, but uh, the things that that Kevin James can do to a to a human uh, body who just served him, by the way, said anything else, sweetie, was very nice to him, is truly astounding, and. Uh, he, he he split that waitress right open down the middle and uh his fingernails were so long and he he basically he got her he got the giblets everywhere and uh 
And he said, more for me. And he, and actually, he just started eating started the eating, rotting corpse of a he started eating the corpse of a minimum of wage waitress. And uh, and Gabriel, he wasn't even done with his chocolate milk. Unfortunately, Gabriel has such an appetite that he stood up, pushed in his chair, and he started. Oh. He started eating on the corpse. He started eating on the corpse too. Oh my god. Now, at this point, me and Jake realized we had gotten into something that was way over our heads, way over our pay grade, way over our weight. And said, uh, we're not even in this weight class. They're easily 500 pounds. We had we're two, mere fucking we young had bucks. Two 500 to men, 500 pound men, chopping away at these uh, human giblets, and and the and the AR-15s are blocking the door, so me and Caleb can't leave. even leave. And then eventually they get to the point where they said, "Are you boys still hungry? Are me, you boys still hungry?" This is, this is when me and Jake looked at each other, and we knew if we wanted to make it in the industry, if we wanted to get the deals, if we wanted to meet Matthew. We were gonna have to take a couple for the team. We were gonna have to go down with him, figuratively and, uh, and literally. Mm-hmm. And so we got on our we, knees. We, we, and we, 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 you know, you know, you know, you know, you know, we don't necessarily have to explain the details of what happened. But uh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because look where we are now. We're losing viewers every day, mm-hmm. and that's all that matters. They 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 put. They taught us a good like lesson that day. The CBS or no, sorry, the uh, the COS. Mm-hmm. I apologize. The Obese Society comedian, of Comedians. O- OBS OCB. Um, they they taught us a good lesson that day, and that is, you need to value your customers, and that is what we are trying to implement every day into this podcast. And unfortunately, we're no longer a part of the OCBD because mm-hmm. of our. Uh, as you can see, the weight bracket weight, yeah. uh, is extremely lowered, and, and we, we were, were already sad a, every day. Thin. We were already on a very thin line mm-hmm. where we were at, you know, three fifty each. They said, you know, we're gonna make a, we're gonna make an exception for you two skinny boys. Mm-hmm. We're gonna make an exception for you two. But uh, man, they made us eat. boys. They made us eat. Whew. I'm talking, you know, every six, day. six, six thousand, seven thousand calories a day. And uh, a weight. Never mind. But look, hey, Gabriel and Kevin are great guys. If you're watching this, guys, you know, you taught us so much in the industry. I'm so thankful for everything that happened that day and many other days, many other occasions uh, where similar crimes were were partaken in. I am so thankful. Um, and J- Kevin and, 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 and Gabriel, if you're watching, keep on rocking and, uh, you know, keep on doing what you're doing. Keep on Keep on living and don't stop eating, eating, brothers. You know, don't stop. Keep eating. it up, you fat fucks. I mean, keep on going until you drop, you my gross. brother. Gross. I mean, disgusting. Wow. You. That really. Brings I remember when me. they showed up to the diner in a limousine, and I said, "Oh, they're bringing a whole group of people because that's a lot of food on the fucking table." No, no, no. And the two of them started oozing out. They oozed out of the limousine. The limousine was was as it drove, sparks were flying on the pavement. Open the door. Two men with AR-15s come out. They pointing them right at Caleb's head. He's going. He's going. I'm hungry, but I don't know if I'm that hungry. And they said, "Get in." Get in! I shit my pants. And they ate that too. So luckily, Gabriel and, and Kevin Bames, fuck you. I'll, I'm gonna say it. You ended us. Fuck you. you now ended we're losing us. views because of you? How can I get it through your big head? You ruined us. Happy? 
We used to be the Gabriel and Kevin of this town. We used to be Cheech and Chong of this town. We used to be Gumpy and Joe in this town. We used to be big too, you know? And you came along and you had to do what you did. You had to do what you did that day. And I am sick and tired of it. And in fact, from this day forward, from this day forward, I, 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 I pledge that I will gain five pounds every week. I will gain five pounds every week, and I will be fat and fat and fat until I until I until I weigh more than both of you. And I don't want to. I want a chicken fried steak. I want a sandwich with lettuce and mayo and bacon. And they don't call me Caleb Cronano in this town for nothing. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. You two are fucking lucky. You might have ruined our fucking You're podcast, dead. but listen to this. You're dead, kid. You're lucky we still have a stake in the Mitchum's Dow Jones, you fuck. That's how we support this goddamn show. You never knew You never knew what knowing Matthew would hook us up. Matthew was part of the Skinny Brother Society, and we got in there once we hit the bracket at 275. We had a corpse because of you. And we knew. We, we had a corpse. We knew Matthew would have our ass because we invested in Mitchum and Dwayne Reed at a very young age. And you're forgetting about everything we've been through. You're forgetting. Forget it. You're dead. I'm gonna put you in contact with our people. You're I'm gonna put you in contact. Dead. You're dead, both of you. Hey, if the diabetes doesn't kill you, we the will. AR-15 sure mm-hmm. will. And that's Sit final. pretty while you can, fatsos. <sighs> Jesus. And that was uh, that's our, yeah. it's gonna be all for today with the What's pretty. Your Angle podcast. Uh, it's Jake D'Amber. and I'm Caleb Cronin, and. Uh, we want to wish you the best. We hope to see all your comments below, as always. And we cannot wait. I gotta show you guys for next. Oh, he has one kind of special treat here. He want. He was dying to show you guys. Hey, Caleb, think fast. Sponsored by Cheez-Its, extra toasty. Uh, we want to thank. We want to thank them for everything they did for us this episode. Last time it was five hundred thousand, but that was, uh, of course, a mistake. It was five hundred dollars. And let's just say me and Jake have got a lot of spending to do. So Jake, we could kind of take an honorary. I'd love to cheese it with you as a as a send off to the viewers. Um, of course, just get it open real quick. Get these Make open. Make sure they real can quick. hear that. Mm-hmm. And we're gonna both kind of take an honorary cheese it now. Me and Jake, we know that one's not enough, so I'm I'm gonna recommend we each eat four at the one time. We can get a, a nice little sound there. If you can get four, you got four. Got three, and then one more. I think we got. Got right. four. All right. Got four. Now cheese is extra toasty. We cheers. Cheers with these babies, and we're gonna sign off. All right, guys. All right. Thanks again for watching, and uh, keep on rocking it. Fuck you, Kevin James. It's time for the podcast. Yeah. Let's go! Watch your